Hello, and welcome to this session on self-care, balancing sacrifice and renewal with Daniel Kestenholz. I'm Habiba, and I'll be the MC for this session. We'll be starting with a 16-minute talk by Daniel, then we'll move on to a live Q&A where he'll respond to some of your questions. There are actually some reflective exercises within Daniel's talk, so you might find it useful to have a pencil and a paper by your side. Now I'd like to introduce our speaker for the session. Daniel Kestenholz is an operations analyst at the Center on Long-Term Risk and an executive and personal coach. Previously, he was the COO of the Center of Long-Term Risk and the Effective Altruism Foundation for five years and worked in civil engineering and development cooperation. He studied economics and philosophy in Bern and Madrid. Here's Daniel. My self-care was one of my biggest blind spots back when I was at university. I was in 2012 and I just started my bachelor's degree in economics and philosophy and I took it very seriously. <laughs> I had always viewed myself as a good student uh, who did the work and got excellent grades, but now the amount of work just started to be overwhelming. And in addition, I discovered effective altruism and suddenly started to feel guilty for not doing enough to help others and for spending too much money on unnecessary things, such as coffee in the university canteen, having an awareness of how this would translate into anti-malaria bed nets. And over the following three years, I studied hard and got the best grades, but I also lost a bunch of weight and was tired and unfocused on most days. And my body temperature decreased noticeably to the point where I was afraid to shake someone's hand since my hands were always cold. And eventually I realized that something was off and I started to read a lot of health books and blogs and did a bunch of lab tests, which all came back normal, which was increasingly frustrating for me since I knew that things weren't okay, but I just couldn't point to what was going on exactly. And finally I found out that my testosterone levels uh, were extremely low and I started testosterone replacement therapy which had me get injections uh, every three months for two years and I learned that the most likely reason for my deteriorating health was that I simply didn't eat enough calories over an extended period of time resulting in an overall shutdown of my body and I slowly regained weight and mental clarity but it took me a full two years to get back to baseline and this was a big wake-up call for me because uh, I was shocked that it had taken me so long to notice and respond to my deteriorating health. And I learned from this experience that I needed to manage myself much more deliberately and starting by paying close attention uh, to what's going on and investing uh, regularly into self-care, which is what I'm going to talk about here today. So here's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm first going to say a few words about why I think self-care matters. And then I'm going to introduce a simple model for how to think about how you manage yourself. And then I'm going to talk about why I think self-care is hard. And I'm going to offer a few ideas for how to get started. And I'm also going to uh, pause at two times during the talk to give you time to uh, digest what I'm sharing here with you and think about how it applies to you. And last, for the purpose of this talk, I'm going to uh, use the definition of self-care as roughly paying attention to and supporting your physical and mental well-being. 
Now, why, why does self-care matter? I think it matters both intrinsically and instrumentally. So intrinsically, basically meaning that your well-being matters for its own sake, independently of anything else. And whatever you can do to increase your physical and mental well-being uh, seems good in its own right. And then instrumentally, I would say that uh, having good well-being is probably one of the most important ingredients for almost anything you might want to achieve in life. And especially when it comes to maximizing your lifetime impact on the world, uh, it seems extremely important that you can do this from a place of uh, resourcefulness uh, where you have, where you feel good yourself. And um, it's plausible that you might have your biggest impact later on in your career uh, when you're in your 40s and 50s. So uh, increasing retention in effective altruism and longevity seems really important. And, and I think that uh, self-care is, is a really important piece there. Now, zooming in on the instrumental part, uh, the cycle of sacrifice and renewal is a simple mental model for how to think about how you manage yourself and your resources. Uh, and it consists of uh, two parts um, that form a cycle. So the first part is sacrifice, where this is any, any activity that burns through your reserves uh, in the pursuit of your goals. And an example might be studying really hard and preparing for an exam or uh, doing an intense weightlifting workout at the gym. And then the other part of the cycle is renewal, where, uh, which is any activity that replenishes your reserves and builds further capacity that you can deploy later or in the next uh, sacrifice cycle. And it really, it really takes both parts uh, to be maximally effective and productive. Um, and the amount, of, uh, the amount of progress you can make in uh, the sacrifice part uh, crucially depends on how well you manage the renewal part of the cycle. And you can apply this model at various time horizons, for instance, on the level of just a, say, a single task uh, or uh, a single day or your week or month. And I think there are a few useful reframes that follow from uh, this model. Uh, so one, instead of thinking that I can take care, I can't, I can't afford to take care of myself. Instead, it seems more true that I can't afford not to take care of myself since really how much progress I can make towards my goals crucially depends on that. And a second reframe might be instead of thinking taking care of myself isn't productive work, instead, it seems more uh, useful to think that whatever allows me to do my best work is itself important work. Now, here a quick uh, pause for you to reflect. And the prompts that you can use are, what are you currently doing to renew yourself and build capacity? And secondly, how effective are those strategies? And I'm going to give you one minute to think about those prompts.
Okay, moving on. So the next part is why is this why is this hard? And I think there are many many reasons uh, that I could list here, um, but some of the most important ones in my mind are uh, first self awareness, and um, that is basically it requires a good amount of introspective capability to notice what's going on for you and to really notice these wake-up calls and red flags uh, along the way. And another important uh, reason is that the consequences of both good and bad self-care habits, they compound over time, which means that the most meaningful consequences, both good and bad, uh, are delayed and it might be hard to notice whether you're on a good or a bad trajectory. Another one is just your internal achievement drive, which pushes you uh, to work really hard and might uh, lead you to somewhat single-mindedly pursue your, uh, your career goals while neglecting other things. And kind of related is the idea of demandingness, which seems to be an issue for many people in EA uh, who think that they... Once, once they've discovered effective altruism, they think that they should now spend every waking hour uh, working to help other people. And um, social and environmental cues are also an important reason where uh, it's quite rare that your environment really inspires and rewards good self-care habits. And often you also just don't notice what other people are doing to renew themselves. And so last, how can you get started? How can you do more to uh, reliably renew yourself and show up fully. And I think maybe just a disclaimer before I go into that, I'm not a medical professional and anything that I say here, uh, you should take that with a grain of salt. And in case you have reason to believe that you have more serious uh, mental or physical uh, well-being issues, then please uh, reach out to a professional. And the first thing I would suggest based on what I've found useful myself and what I have seen um, other people recommend consistently is to set boundaries to make space for renewal. And that is really, it's based on, on the premise that we're all kind of happy workaholics who love what we do and uh, who would uh, rather spend even more time uh, every day working on what we're, on what we're doing. And um, and yeah, there's literally, there's always more work to do. Uh, so it never stops. And it's really difficult to manage uh, this, this polarity between uh, renewal and sacrifice in each moment. And since so many factors push against renewal, it makes sense to just set boundaries. And both uh, in, a, in a temporal sense, so setting aside and blocking in your calendar uh, time every day to renew yourself, for instance, investing the first 30 to 60 minutes of the day uh, into self-care. Or physical boundaries, which is quite difficult given the current pandemic, but separating where you do your work from where you spend the rest of your life can be quite important to disassociate environmental cues for your brain. And, and then last, cognitive boundaries, meaning that um, at a certain point, you just allow yourself to stop thinking about work. And if work thoughts still uh, creep up, maybe you just write them down somewhere where you can find them again the next day. Uh, second, my recommendation would be to fill that space that you've created uh, by setting boundaries with good self-care practices that reliably rejuvenate you. 
And a few suggestions here would be to develop some sort of mindfulness practice. It can be very simple. Anything that really allows you to, uh, to find the moment of quiet during your day and really check in with uh, how you're doing, uh, which could be two minutes of mindfulness meditation. It could be uh, some stretching uh, between uh, work tasks. It could also be just a, a short walk after work. Anything really that allows you to increase your self-awareness and notice what's going on for you, which allows you to make better choices about this sacrifice versus renewal cycle. And then secondly, exercise, which has many, many benefits. And uh, there are many ways for you to do that. Basically, anything that uh, any, any physical activity can be useful. And, uh, you know, something like a seven-minute workout once a day or uh, a 30-minute walk after work uh, seems useful. And then last, sleep hygiene is really big because uh, good sleep really amplifies everything else in your day. And uh, there are many resources out there that say, uh, tell you what you should do and probably already have a good idea yourself. But really taking sleep hygiene seriously and investing into it regularly seems quite important. And then finally, um, reflect regularly to find out what works uh, so you can improve what you do. And, um, and this is really a big part of what allows you to spot these uh, downward spirals early. And one suggestion here would be to have a daily uh, one-minute uh, routine at the end of your workday where you intentionally decide how you're going to spend your downtime so you can get the maximum renewal benefits. And uh, something like a weekly review can also be useful where you think about what you've tried in terms of renewal and what's been working well, what hasn't worked, and what you want to do differently in the week ahead. So with that, this is my last slide. Uh, the invitation again will be to reflect on what you've learned from this talk and uh, based on that, what you want to do differently moving forward. And whether there's one thing you can start doing today. And it helps to be really specific here. Um, and, and also maybe reflect on how can you make sure this actually happens? Is there anything you can do to make sure that uh, you can actually follow through um, with, with that intention? So I'll give you two minutes here to reflect.
Okay. And with that, I'm looking forward to the Q&A. Thank you for that talk, Daniel. And I see that we've got quite a few questions coming in from a lot of people, I think, very keen to work out how to apply this in their own lives. So we'll just kick off with the top rated question. Um, are there any heuristics to really tell, A, when you especially need self-care and B, how effective your self-care strategies are? Yeah, so I think one simple heuristic is to just look like whenever you uh, feel like you have the least amount of time for self-care, that's probably when you need it the most. Um, and uh, I think it, it can manifest in different ways for different people. So uh, basically when noticing that you're sacrificing too much could manifest as I know, gastrointestinal problems for some people. Uh, for others, it might be that they're starting to snap at colleagues um, and uh, or, or I know, forget important things. And um, And I think... It's yeah. Since the the symptoms might uh, the indicators are so so kind of fuzzy and varied, it just pays to uh, to just make space where you slow down um, and and ask yourself, do you notice any yellow or red flags? Um, and and I think uh, that's uh, as good as it gets when it comes to heuristics here. Yes, actually, before we move on to the second part of that question, I think other people have have asked. A different sort of aspects of this first question about how to tell. So I guess just to dive into a few of those different angles. Um, someone's asked, how can you distinguish between occasional lows with moments where you're really pushing yourself harder than what's sustainable? Right. Um, I, I think I, I find it quite difficult to say. Um, and again, it's probably when whenever you uh, you notice that your your effectiveness is impaired for more than I don't know two or three or four days, and it starts to become somewhat of a pattern. I think it's it's time to to pause. Um, but uh, but yeah, sometimes just going uh, doing a sprint at work and and uh, and working really hard towards one goal for a week um, might might just be the the uh, sensible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I think uh, it's you would notice it, for instance, when you when you notice that uh, you become less effective at just. Uh, typical daily tasks, and um, and I and I think I would take that as a red flag. Mm-hmm. And do you have specific ways that you do this check-in with yourself? Um, is it like a, do you ask yourself a certain set of questions, or do you have a format for that? Um, I, I do it in a fairly intuitive way myself, and uh, basically I I will have the first forty-five minutes of the day for self-care where I uh, I get up, uh, stretch. And uh, do some do some meditation, you know, like the uh, the standard stuff. And I will notice during that time just how my body is feeling, whether whether it's uh, how much how much capacity I have, and whether my mind is is restless, whether I'm able to sustain focus for more than ten seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, and I will take that as as input when I then go and and plan my day um, to say just like how much am I able to sacrifice that day. Uh, and and how how high should I aim? And yeah, other than that, I I reflect every week when I do my weekly review. Uh, just just asking myself like, yeah, how am I doing? Just open ended question, and then just writing. And also, how much am I enjoying my work right now? And if it's chances are, if if my score is be below seven out of ten, that's a strong indicator that uh, something about self-care including self-care is not working and uh, then I'm asking myself like yeah what's the most useful thing I can do uh, in the next week uh, including 
things that might be sort of meta work, such as taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that the important thing is just to have regular moments where you slow down sufficiently to kind of see through the fog uh, and distractions. And uh, it can take many forms, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the the effects of those strategies themselves. Um, someone has asked, what do you do when the self-care itself is so hard that it, it burns through your resources? Yeah, I think that's an important uh, question, really. And uh, one that I, when I, I think it, it starts with self-awareness, which is really uh, probably the the constraint that people most often face just noticing when when actually uh what you're currently trying your current strategy is is net negative uh for your <laughs> for your uh resources and uh once you're aware of that i think what i try to do is just back off uh basically realize okay this strategy isn't working i'm gonna be less i'm gonna aim lower and uh and i think it helps to to just have a few default uh low energy strategies available uh, that you can uh, that you can then pull out in that moment and for me this might be something like uh, just going for a walk or uh, listening to a podcast that uh, doesn't doesn't require much mental processing listening to some music um, and and I think the biggest the biggest challenge for me is acceptance of the fact that I'm uh, currently like not being able to do anything <laughs> that I that I would want to do, um, and uh, and I think that's just just the practice basically to uh, to get used to. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not able to do anything right now. That's fine. The best thing I can do is to accept it and uh, not do further damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It seems like your priorities should just shift towards solving the thing that is the most important thing in front of you right now. Um, yeah, I think that's I think- the, that's really the the key challenge here is to not grow attached to any specific strategy mm-hmm. and and uh and that that itself is quite a quite a practice <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and i guess it's like related to sort of the fact that what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for you i personally going for a run at like six in the morning would be my worst nightmare but having a long lion on a saturday morning is perfect for my kind of uh, renewal type exercises so <laughs> different strokes for different folks yeah. um, and I guess that kind of relates to the sort of the second part of the first question I asked, which was that uh, a heuristic for telling how effective your self-care strategies are. I don't know if you had anything else to add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I would probably try to just ask myself one or two questions like um, how, how maybe how uh, engaged was I in this, in this uh, uh, activity that I, that I tried and yeah, what do I think? How do I uh, think it, it affected my resources? Um, and uh, it's it's probably quite fuzzy again, but I think by by paying close attention regularly, you will be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Daniel. And I'm afraid that's all the time we have for questions now. But uh, before you leave the session, please do give us your feedback in the poll section of the live chat. <laughs>